It's Monday night. It's 8 o'clock, and it's Health Watch Radio. I'm your host every week, Dr. Jacques Dweck. Tonight, we have a special guest. He's a medical doctor. His name is Dr. Larry Kessler, and he has a unique and different approach to medicine that really addresses today's society because everybody's too busy. There's no time. I don't know when I'm going to get to the doctor. How am I going to get there? What am I going to do? I have an issue right now. It's urgent. I need to see a doctor. Dr. Kessler, welcome. Uh, thank you very much. So Dr. Kessler has a practice, a medical practice that he's part of, an urgent care center. And the name of your organization is? We're called ER Docs. That's ER-D-O-X. So ER Docs is... M- is it, a, is it a, an emergency room? What is it different than an emergency room? How is, how is urgent care different than emergency room? Well, that's a great question right off the bat. So let's, let's be clear. Urgent care is not a 24-hour emergency room that you're going to run to at 3 in the morning with chest pain. What urgent care is and what our trademark is is a cure for the common ER. That is, urgent care handles those little emergencies that happen every day whether Junior falls off the monkey bars or you got a cough and cold. It's the convenience of being able to see the doctor when you want, at your time. We are open every day, 9 to 9, and one, our Massapequa office, actually on Long Island, is open till 11 p.m. every day. So the convenience of having the doctor there waiting for you with the ability to handle just about anything you need. So, in other words, if somebody has a... A cold, like you said, they are calling up or they're just walking in, or how, how does that work? And if you have 10 people with a cold, then how do you manage that? Well, that's also, you know, this is exactly what we do. We're emergency medicine physicians by training. So colds are just one thing that we see. If you have a cold or you're not feeling well, you often call your primary doctor. However, on Monday, when you call that you're sick, they give you an appointment on Thursday. There's no convenience in that, and there's no uh, promptness. So with urgent care, you have the ability to call ahead, and certainly we welcome that, or you can just walk in. And the way we established our practice and the way we set up our protocols, we're able to treat and release patients usually within 30 minutes of arrival. Wow. <laughs> Not too many places are going to do 30 minutes of arrival. Not with the variety of things that we see, from coughs and colds, broken bones, lacerations. In other words, we do stitches. We take care of minor infections. We take care of uh, soft tissue infections. Almost anything you would need to go to the hospital for, to the ER, where you would normally be treated and released, we can do in our office. So now, usually the big question for a lot of people is, does he accept my insurance? Yeah, we accept almost every insurance plan out there. Uh, however, even with uh, the new changes in health care, uh, there are still many without insurance. We actually cater to that population as well, making our walk-in or self-pay rate a very affordable fee. So addressing both sides of the coin, the person with whatever type of insurance and the person without any insurance at all until Obama takes over and makes it happen. Well, we, we, we don't know. that The cards haven't fallen yet uh, to see where, where that's particularly going. But, yeah, anybody who is sick or injured or hurt or just don't know, you know, very often you're not feeling well or your uncle had the flu. You were with him three days ago. Do you have the flu now? So a lot of the things we do are evaluations and provide the reassurance 
of being able to see a board-certified emergency physician and have the information. Remember, a lot of what we do in medicine is what we like to call anticipatory guidance. If we give the patients more information of what to expect and what they're going through, rather than useless prescriptions that some doctors do push, we're much more adept at that, and that's that's part of our practice. Wow. So let, let's take a typical day in the life of uh, ER docs. What what does your day look like? What what would you say is your most common treatment that you're dealing with, or most common situation first? Yeah, the most common thing we see are the typical coughs and colds. Uh, people with recurrent sinus infections. Uh, a lot of kids who can't get into the pediatrician with the ear infections, the throat infections. Uh, all all year round, we do see a lot of injuries, a lot of sports-related injuries. We get the kids from school. Every twisted ankle, twisted knee, the finger that gets jammed in the door. Each of our offices has the capacity to do digital x-ray. So we're able to take those films. The doctor reads them contemporaneous right then with the exam, and we're able to provide the treatment. Now, certainly if there's a more significant injury, and we've had them, I can tell you we had a couple of weeks ago, a frail little old lady who came in, she walked in with a hip fracture. Wow. Now, in the age of, uh, you know, where people don't want to go to the emergency department because not just the cost, but the delays and the uh, the complexity of just getting there, uh, we're seeing a lot of people who would typically go to the ER but don't and end up in our office. I would say three to five times a week, we do have to send somebody to the hospital. They're that sick. Wow. So l- let's take now that, that woman who walked in with such a serious situation. So for her... It's an ambulance call, and she's off to the hospital. Exactly. You know, we don't uh, make pretenses here. We know what we can do, and we do it very well. But clearly, knowing what you can't do is exceptionally important in medicine, not overstepping your boundaries. So, yes, the woman with a hip fracture is going to need an intervention, an orthopedic specialist. Now, Junior that fell off the monkey bars with a broken wrist, we can splint Put that film on a CD for you to take to the orthopedist, and then he can get it or she can get the cast in the next few days. There's no difference in that treatment as far as the outcome goes. Those kids all do great, even the adults. So nobody needs that circular cast immediately. We're Uh able to splint them and get you to the specialist. So now, being that you're an urgent care facility, so I would think then that mainly you're seeing one-time shoppers, You would think, however, because of the convenience of urgent care, we get patients coming back over and over and over again. There's a lot of people out there with a lot of chronic illnesses, even those with controlled medical conditions who run out of their medications when their doctor goes on vacation. They're left in the void. They come into us. We're able to get them a a refill or a prescription for the couple of weeks until their primary care physician gets back. Uh, when primary care physicians go on vacation, we are, we're often all asked to cover their practices, giving their patients seven days a week access to care. Now, we don't share medical records with them as far as their office goes, but we are able to provide to most of our patients and their primary physicians next day service where we fax a copy of the medical record, HIPAA compliant, and they're able to see exactly what we've done for their patients. Oh, that's good. That's good. So what I hear is that for the regular patient who has their regular physician, they're going to continue with that. 
for some patients, just because of the convenience factor, and you know, being open till 9 p.m. is certainly a convenience for a lot of people. Well, sure. Uh, most physicians are closing their doors at you know three, four, five o'clock. Usually, one or two nights a week, they will have extended hours. But again, the primary care physicians, which do a fantastic job, are still overwhelmed by the volume of patients and well visits that they have. And so, after dinner. When, you know, you cut your finger cleaning the dishes and that glass breaks or the knife cuts your hand, yes, you can go to the ER, wait four to six hours and get that laceration repaired, or you can come into our office and we do it just the same in about 30 minutes. Wow. Wow. So that that is definitely a big plus of ER docs. So how, how did you even start with ER docs? I mean, I know you wrote a book a couple of years ago. It's an interesting title, We All Die Once which making American healthcare work. Could you tell us a little bit about why you wrote the book and how you even got started with ER docs? Sure. Um, the book We All Die Once was um, a project of mine. Yeah, we completed a couple of years ago. It took me about three years to write. It's basically a look at American healthcare and the system and its uh, pitfalls and, and triumphs as well. It talks about its inception, how it grew up along with other insurance industries, um, and, and clearly how it deviated. Uh, the, the points of the book are told nicely through stories of patient encounters in the ER, and where we bring to light the many facets of medicine and our healthcare system and how it ultimately has failed and, and really hasn't gotten to where we need it to be. It's a broken system, we all know. Uh, but the system is so complex with so many tentacles, I don't think any one person knows exactly how healthcare works. Remember, there's three different aspects. There's health, healthcare, and then the provision of healthcare. Uh, we, you know, we talk about in the book, we all die once. And that basically means exactly what it says. No matter what we do in medicine, and we do a lot, in the end, we all die. We rent this body. We last what we can. Some die young, some die old. Some spend a lifetime dying, some die uh, in, in a, in a uh, catastrophe in the immediate second. And so life is short, <clears throat> and we talk about in the book all the different ways to help improve or take ownership and stewardship of your health as the doctor works with you to make your life that much more successful. Got it. So, But again, how did you start ER Docs? What? So... Myself and my partner, uh, Dr. Scott Flashner, both emergency medicine physicians, residency trained at Mount Sinai in the city, and then we ended, you know, started our emergency medicine careers, work in the ER. And we soon found that uh, while the ER is a great place and, and often a doormat to the community, uh, but the, again, the savior to the community because the, the doors are always open, um, we knew that about 70 to 5 to almost 80% of people who came to the ER didn't need to be there, but they were there because they had nowhere else to go. Whether they couldn't see their doctor, had no doctor, or just didn't know any better. And so ER docs and urgent care was born out of the need for the convenience of, um, of urgent care, of treating uh, medical issues that occur on a daily basis that do not require the backup, the institution of a hospital. I got it. So if I called 911 and I tell them, take me to ER docs, what are they going to tell me? Uh, they're going to they're <laughs> gonna tell you, unfortunately, we can't. Uh, private medical offices cannot receive 911 patients. And that's a big issue. Um, but that's based on the fact that 
911 and EMS, which is a fabulous system, is also overwhelmed and has been taken to the nth degree. We talk about that in the book as well. But 911 has to err on the side of the worst case scenario. Without the, uh, remember, in our ambulances in the United States, there's don't, physicians don't ride. These are paramedics and medics, EMT, A, Bs, and Cs. In Europe, physicians ride in ambulances. Hmm. It's a very different scenario. But here they don't, and without that physician um, assessment on the onset, we have to assume worst-case scenario. So we bring the patients to the hospital where we know we have the resources to assess life and death and immediately um, uh, life-threatening illnesses and injuries. Aha, uh-huh. so that's why 911 is taking you right to the hospital. In most cases. <laughs> so we talked about appointments that people could actually just walk into a, to a, a ER docs, to an emergency, urgent, we'll call it an urgent care facility like yours. And if somebody has something like workman's compensation or no fault and they, they want to come to you, how does that work out? Sure. We absolutely accept worker's comp and no fault if we are the first or the primary evaluation. Ongoing cases are often very much more complex. And so the difference is, yes, you could always go to an ER because they have to see you. The ER docs and most and all urgent care centers are private facilities. And so there is the, the aspect of having to cover the cost of the visit. And so workers' comp, no fault. Again, we will see on a first episode basis uh, if it's a self-limited issue, if uh, a worker falls at work, and we can assess the injury, determine it to be a minor injury, something that we can treat and release in one or two visits, we'll handle that. If it's going to require long-term therapy for significant injury, we will refer it out to the specialist involved, the orthopedist, the neurologist, the physiatrist, whatever need be. So I see that you are working a lot with the other specialties, and you're sort of like the, the doorway, the open doorway to get everybody in, and then depending on where they need to go, if it's something that it's fixable in that one half hour and done, great. And that patient is very happy. They're happy to be home again. Yeah, in most cases. Again, there are, we work with a lot of physicians in the neighborhoods, and there are things that they do, and there are things that they don't want to do. Again, when Mr. Smith comes in after he cut his hand on the bagel knife, we're going to sew it up. And, you know, Mr. Smith's doctor may say, I don't do stitches. You deal with it, take him out, and I'll see him later. So we're not going to follow him and set him up for a, a, you know, a stress test or a GI series. That's, not, that's primary care. And we want our patients to go to their primary care doctors for their routine care. So your relationship that I hear between your emergency, urgent care uh, ER docs and primary care physicians is that the primary care physician is the main uh, quarterback running their their health care always is always should be we are a complement to the primary care we do not practice primary care and that's a big distinction in the urgent care field because i got to let you know as urgent care grows there's a lot of shingles being hung that call themselves urgent care but there are actually requirements by the urgent care association of america that distinguish between those that are truly urgent care and those that are not. Again, there are primary physicians, internists, family practitioners that call themselves urgent care by default of taking walk-ins. But that's not acceptable to the Urgent Care Association of America. There are requirements such as you have to be open every day, you have to have extended hours, you have to be able to take all patients 
We see infants to geriatrics. We see women wow. and men. We see everybody. You have to have x-ray on site. You have to be able to do minor surgical procedures. All of the things we do. Again, um, be careful what looks like urgent care may not be. So if you walk in and they take care of your laceration or your cut on your hand, but they watch you up for a stress test, <laughs> chances are it's they're not urgent, not urgent care. care. So, for example... Uh, if, you, if somebody goes to your office and they look on the door, they're going to see a certification that says that this is accepted by the WAP. Urgent Care Association of America. Uh-huh. And they have a website and they talk about their standards. It's an application process. They, we send in everything from blueprints of the office to our medication stock, to our certifications, to our procedure and policy protocols. Uh, this is not just uh, an office you open and hang a shingle. There's a lot of work, there's a lot of dedication that goes into creating the urgent care uh, at this standard. So now, most of the things I'm hearing is people that are walking into your office by themselves or driving there or whatever. What happens if somebody can't walk to you or has, what do you do in those kind of cases? In certain, um, you know, again, transportation can be an issue, especially in the boroughs. Uh, we do have a, uh, uh, an arrangement with some car service to provide transportation for those visits that qualify. And I would simply ask the patients to call the office, let us know your situation, uh, let us know what type of insurance there is, and we can oftentimes provide transportation to and from the office. Wow, that's good. So, I, I mean, I know that, you know, in my office, a lot of times uh, th- there are certain transportations that people who need to have transportation and it's covered by their insurance. But what you're talking about is something different. You're talking really basically about a car service. Uh, we're talking about you know generating an ability to get people into us who need to see us uh, rather than burdening the 911 system and taking uh, a cold or a sinus infection to the hospital. Right. Exactly. So when, when, I, when I think about urgent care, I think about... Uh, Convenience. So now you're open, like you said, until about nine o'clock at night. Yes. The, what, uh, what is the what is the main window of time that you're seeing patients? Is that between that like seven to nine slot? Oh, we see them all day long. Actually, you know, when we open at nine, we usually have one or two people waiting to come in. Uh, again, either they're ill from last night, or they couldn't see their doctor, or they're on their way to work. And then again, we you know they'll trickle in all day long. Generally, after five o'clock, we again start to see that rush after dinner. Uh, when people get home, and that's why we stay open till 9 o'clock. Uh, our office on Long Island in Massapequa Park, as I said, is actually open till 11 p.m. every day, seven days a week. You know, it's funny. When I used to practice in New Jersey, I used to practice in Deal, New Jersey, and I used to have to open until 11 o'clock at night because the commuters got off the bus at 8.30. They had to eat supper, and now it's 9 o'clock, and I'm working from 9 until 11 on my commuters. Right. Uh, you know, historically, uh, you'd call your doctor at 8.30, 9 o'clock at night, and, and you're ill or you hurt yourself. And 25 years ago, the doctor would absolutely go open up the office and, and see you. But the way the system has evolved, uh, there is absolutely zero incentive for that practitioner to open his office or her office and see one patient. The cost is prohibitive. The reimbursement is you know, next to zero for a visit like that. And so that's why most of the primary care doctors or the offices that close, well, they put us on their answering machine. You know, if you're hurt, if it's after hours, if it's not life-threatening, please 
go to the urgent care, go to ER docs, because they know we're going to fax them back a report in the morning. They right. know so their patients are getting good care and right. follow up. So that, that's what's very nice. What I like that I'm hearing here is that there's a beautiful uh, harmony between your urgent care at ER docs and the local primary care physicians, whether it be pediatricians, geriatric physicians, or regular primary care physicians that are just dealing with the average person in the street. Absolutely. But understand, it didn't happen overnight. Right. You know, when we first came on the scene, most of the primary cares and the interns, pediatricians, they saw us as competition. And, you know, we've gone out of our way to explain and demonstrate that we are not primary care. We do not do well visits on children. We do not do primary immunizations or secondary. The only immunization I'm going to do in the office, I'll be honest, is a tetanus shot after you get cut. Short of that, we're not doing immunizations, well care visits, routine physicals. That's not urgent. There's nothing urgent about that. Wow. So, so that's, that should be a, a, a big, you know, really we should be talking to the physicians rather than talking to our regular listeners. In case you just joined us, it's uh, Health Watch Radio. I'm your host every week, Dr. Jacques Dweck. We're interviewing right now Dr. Larry Kessler. He has a, a, a practice, a medical practice called ER Docs. It's urgent care medicine. And we're hearing the big distinction between urgent care medicine and the regular primary care physicians that we know and trust throughout our lives because the primary care physician is there to be the quarterback throughout all the treatment. And the the urgent care is there when you're in a pinch, when you need a convenient situation comes up and, and it's 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 Sunday at, at 10 o'clock in the morning and how are you going to get to your doctor and, and all the places are closed and here this is this is available to you to get in and you're going to continue to see your regular primary care physician and you're going to be able to get any reports from this visit just faxed over to them so that they have it in their records that you had a, an emergency or you had a, a cold and, and you needed to get into just to take a strep test or whatever it was. Yeah, we do all the bedside testing, strep test, flu test, the, the kids test. We can do mono testing. Again, we do the x-rays. Uh, everything is done right at the bedside. Now, we have the ability to draw blood. We will do blood tests on some patients that it, when it's indicated. We send them out, basically get results within 24 hours. In our offices, we have a mandatory two-day callback on 100% of our patients. That is, two days after your visit, you will get a call from our office. We want to know how you're feeling. We're going to discuss any labs or blood tests or, or throat cultures that we did send out that we do have the results. And we want to make sure that you're on the right road to recovery. Illness, disease, injuries are what we call dynamic. Dynamic meaning they evolve, they change. You know, because we're emergency physicians, we have the ability to tra uh, follow that and track it. I'll see a child at 7 at night with abdominal pain. While I can clearly rush them to the hospital for a CAT scan, I'd rather save the radiation. I'll tell mom, bring them back in the morning. I'll check them again. I can do that because we're open every day. Not every office can so we have that ability. I can send out the blood test if I needed to on the child. Certainly, if the patient is ill enough, we will have to send them to the hospital on occasion, like we talked about. Right. But for the most part, that's a rare event. I think the, the most exciting part that I hear regarding urgent care, which I really never knew, and that is that really there is absolutely no competition between urgent care and the primary care physician because really you are sort of like a support team 
for the primary care physician, where the primary care physician, as we said before, is the quarterback of all the care and the continuing care and the preventive care. What you're doing is you're there to fill those critical gaps when it may not be so convenient, it may not be so easy, the, the physician's out of town, some other surprise comes up. Yeah, exactly. We supplement their practice. Again, we're not taking away anything that they do on a routine. Now, understand, plenty of primary doctors are going to see sick people during the day. But the more sick people in the primary care, the longer everybody else is waiting in the waiting room. We've all gone to the doctor and had to wait three hours. I had an appointment at 1 and it's 4.30. Uh, our time is important. Our time is valuable. And we value our patients' time. And that's why we can offer the convenience of walking in and getting pretty much everything done within about a half hour. That's amazing. That's amazing. And that's because you're geared up for it. So, Yeah, we're set up, <clears throat> excuse me, we're set up exactly to, I don't want to say move patients through, but that's what we do. Most of what we see in urgent care is what we call self-limiting diseases. I mean, they're not complex uh, workup uh, procedures. In other words, although we do see people with vague complaints, I'm tired, I've lost weight, uh, uh, you know, my hair is, I'm losing my hair. Uh, those are the minor complaints that we see. We'll often get those patients going in the right direction, but refer them back to their primary or to the specialist that's needed. And we've had, you know, many, many patients who come in with vague complaints where we've diagnosed new onset diabetes or a thyroid condition. Uh, yes, we've sent patients even to the, you know, to the cardiologist that afternoon if we were concerned enough, and the cardiologist will do their testing right there. So now... What happens if somebody needs home visit? Again, a home visit comes into that venue of chronic care and follow-up care. So we're going to send you back to your primary care physician to get that going. Now, that being said, we do have some relations with uh, some uh, home care networks. Uh, we do have some associations with some uh, other primary care and geriatricians. So we want to get you involved. We're able to give you phone numbers. We're able even to set up appointments for you. We want to do as much as we can for you in the short time that you're with us. So our front desk is very accommodating as far as making that CAT scan appointment or that sonogram appointment or getting you in to see the orthopedist should you need. Great, great. So uh, just to clarify, you have x-rays on, on site, but you're not doing a... A uh, CAT scan for them, or, uh, or anything like no, that. No, correct. <clears throat> We're able to do plain diagnostic films, uh, just like a the broken bone or exactly. chest X-rays, uh, mostly extremities, arms, wrists, hands, feet. Remember, the things that get injured are usually the things furthest from our core. So we're seeing hands and wrists and elbows, uh, shoulder injuries. We do do chest X-rays on you know our coughs and colds and pneumonias, and uh, mostly knees, ankles, and extremities. We can do back X-rays as well. But yes, we're not doing CAT scans. We're not doing MRIs in the office. Right, right. So I, I think we could summarize now a little bit, if you would, for us, what ER Doc's mission statement is and how it interf interfaces with the rest of the physicians. I think I, what I hear, and you, know, you can correct me, is that the, the key point that I'm getting is that ER Docs, the urgent care uh, phys physicians, their job is to be there when you need them, but their job is not to be a replacement for the primary care physician. Yeah, it's a huge distinction that we want to make sure that everybody's well aware of. You know, urgent care in our office is convenient professional care. It's not the hospital. 
It's not for life-threatening injuries. <clears throat> if a child is having a seizure at 2 in the morning, you need to take that child to the hospital. If you're having chest pain uh, and you have a history of heart disease, and we have had those patients walk into our office, we are able to do some things. But if we feel that you need that higher level of service, we will send you to the hospital. But what urgent care does, and again, this is our, our trademark, we are a cure for the common ER. In other words, those things that you would normally rush to the ER for because you don't know. And urgent care in our offices, again, is something, if you don't know about us before you need us, you don't come. Right. So in case any of our listeners want to find urgent care, uh, could you, could you tell us where, where you're located? I know you have some offices, like you said, in, in Long Island, but in Brooklyn, because that's where we're transmitting right now, where, where are you located in Brooklyn? Yes, yeah, so our Brooklyn office, uh, we have two. One's currently open, one's being uh, built. The one that's open is on Coney Island Avenue between uh, Avenue O and N. Um, you'll, it's on the right side of the, uh, the, uh, the road. The second office is at uh, 331 Kings Highway. So Kings Highway and West 4th Street, anticipating an April 1st opening for that office. Uh, pretty soon, pretty soon. And both of these offices are open every day from 9 till 9. Yes, both offices are open at 9 to 9. Well, the one that's open right now on Coney <laughs> Island Avenue is 9 to 9. We do expect Kings Highway to be open 9 to 9 as well. And generally, that is 365 days a year. Now, that said, those last, we did get quite a bit of snow this year. Yeah. And so we did have a day or two of a delayed opening where we'd opened at noon. Again, our priority is safety. We are physicians, and our staff is as important as any patients out there. So, you know, family and friends and staff, we need to ensure that our family, friends, and staff can take care of their homes, get their kids off to school, do what they need to do, and then come to work. So that's why we had the delayed openings. So if somebody wanted to get in touch with you, what's the best uh, phone number for them to reach you? So you, your office your office right now on Long Island, though, like you said, that's not that's not addressing us over here. No. <laughs> okay. All right. So, well, you can always start at the website, and the website is er-dox.com, and at the website you'll be able to find uh, all of our offices, including the one on Coney Island Avenue here in Midwood. Okay. And I really, I want to thank you for sharing with us and enlightening us on what urgent care is. I think. Really, I, I never had an understanding. I thought urgent care is, you're a regular doctor, you just have more hours open. And instead, I find out that you're really a complement to the primary care physician. Dr. Kessler, really thank you so much. And any of our listeners, if you're on uh, Coney Island Avenue between N and O, you'll see a, a sign up there, ER Docs. You'll know that's Dr. Kessler's practice, and you'll be welcome there 9 till 9 whenever you need them. So... Really, thank you so much, Dr. Kessler. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks again.